I'm a feature of films, ladies talking about ladies and movies. All right, well, long overdue. Hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. We've missed you so much. Missed your silent listening ears. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing we appreciate so much about y'all is that you never, ever interrupt us. You never talk Mm -hmm. while we're trying to get this done. No, it's so thoughtful. I feel rusty. I just feel like... It feels fresh. Yeah, it feels very fresh. Well, how was your Christmas? Um, My Christmas was good. Yeah. Um, How was your New Year? My New Year was good also. How was your Martin Luther King Jr. Day? My Martin Luther King Jr. Day was probably the best one I've ever had. Really? Well, because we were in Los Angeles. Yeah, we were traveling all day. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I I do... I, I think about Martin Luther King Jr. Day mm. particularly mm-hmm. as a weekend. Not as much just a day. Yeah, you're right, actually. I kind of think about, like, the whole weekend. Yeah. And we had... The best. The best... MLK dot J day. We got to go to the Laugh Factory and go to Chocolate Sundays. We sure did. It was see all black comedians who were all phenomenal. It was amazing. Hilarious. I can't think of a better way of celebrating. Mm mm. And it, yeah, it, it was just so fun. We had, I mean, we were crying laughing. Yeah. It was just such a good celebration just of an immense talent. And we were just really appreciative to be able to be in the room. So, and to be in the Laugh Factory for the first time. Well, that too, yes. I was a little... Which is a sacred place. Indeed. I was a little sad that we... I mean, not really, but... Because we'll go another day. Of course. But I was really sad that we didn't go to the comedy store. Because that's, yeah. that's such an iconic uh, place as well. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to go there, but... I, at the time, I, was, I wasn't messed up about it. Because I was like... Ugh. I'm really kind of tired. Yeah. And we already have so many other things that we're going to be doing. So I was honestly very, very okay that we didn't go. Yeah. And the lineup wasn't really super appealing. So I didn't feel like I was really missing anything. Yeah. The only thing I feel like I missed, it was Nicole Byer. Yes. Yes. But my brother got to meet her. Mm-hmm. So I'm one, one degree away. Well, I mean, she wouldn't have wanted to talk and hang with us anyway, because she doesn't like when people know who she is. And is that a want... fact? Well, she states that a lot, which, I mean, I don't really care, but, because, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like a person trying to be anybody's friend. I'm not really fucked up about that. But, um, no. I she think... doesn't like when people fangirl over her. Yeah, well, she does of course, she appreciates fans and whatever. That's not it. It's, you know, like when dating or when people, you know, it's like they're, as soon as they come up and they're like, oh my God, yeah, I know your comedy and I know your, well, she has a new podcast, so I mean, it's, she's not really known for that, but it's because it's so And it's new. funny. It's cute. It's called, it's very um, cute. Why Won't You Date Me mm-hmm. with Nicole Byer. It is, it is very cute. Um, I've listened, I think, to all the episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to podcasts a lot more now than I ever used to because, uh, in the car particularly, because like, I'll listen to music, but... I I like listening to people talking. Yeah. It's soothing and it, it helps get me kind of centered in the day. And so I listen to hers mm-hmm. uh it's about an hour. It's about how like ours is yeah. usually. I mean, say what you want about NPR, whether you love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. There is something so like calming about like that that voice that they use mm-hmm. when they're mm-hmm. on the radio. Welcome to NPR. And I'm like, oh, 
That sounds nice. I mean, you, I, uh, I was transfixed and transported. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, Nicole is, uh, her, her podcast is good. It's interesting. And I think actually the most interesting part a lot of the time is I get a lot of information about just like comedy and people Mm -hmm. and, you know, like the way that they're, that people treat you and just, you know, kind of like the way you feel whenever you're, you know, you're working, trying to work or not getting to work or whatever else. Little insights that she gives on that. Actually, I'm like, well, you know, this is actually real. Even though there's everything about it is really, there's a lot of interesting parts about it. But that particularly, I go, man, this is really, I'm picking up on some things. Oh, yeah. It's um, it's informative. mm -hmm. Yeah, this last episode, she actually, uh, um, her guest was her Co-host, co-star. Or, sorry, that's what I meant. Co-star in her show, mm-hmm. which is uh, the exactly, exactly loosely. No, it's loosely exactly Nicole. Okay, sorry, loosely exactly Nicole. Okay, okay. So anyway. Desi Lou comedy hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, enough about her. I wouldn't. I mean, she's not important right now. I mean, we're just more important than her to me. Fair. So. All right. So, do you want to get into the movie? Yeah, let's do it. Now, um, we were saying episode 18. I was about to double check because I think that's correct, but... We'll just say it is. Okay. And if there's two episodes 18s, then you guys are in luck. <laughs> yeah, you are. It is 18. Yeah. Last one was 17 because it was... And we did uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight and um, starring... Gina Davis. Gina Davis, which... So we're keeping on trend. We are indeed. Oh, let me pull my notes up. And if you think Ugh. that we're doing League of Their Own, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> All right, my notes are up and ready. Okay, so... Do you want to say it at the same time, the movie that we're doing? Sure. Okay. We are doing... doing... A duet. A duet. Sorry. To be clear. Yeah. So this is, we haven't done a duet in a long time, and we had decided after our break, Mm -hmm. I don't know if Jenny remembers saying this, but she did bring it up, and because I had had the same thought, um, that we should do this movie, so enough enough about it. So (laughs) So we are doing a movie from 1991. That is correct. If you're interested in timelines. Starring Gina Davis. And... Susan Sarandon. You guessed it. It is the classic female empowerment, change your life, never the same. Cliff jumping. Cliff hanger. Hanger. Of a movie. Of a movie. And it is called Thelma and Louise. That's right. It sure is. The crowd goes wild. <sighs> so, welcome to Feature Fems. Welcome to Feature Fems. Episode 18, Thelma and Louise. Back in the habit. Back in the habit. Because <laughs> we just came back from a hiatus. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> and we are so sorry we've made you wait so long. We know y'all just been over there... It's only, been, it's only been 17 minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you meant since we last recorded. Yes. <laughs> I meant specifically since we'd put an episode out. Yes. Because it's been, like, a lot longer than I realized it was going to be. Yeah. This is not what we... Oh, and quick shout out to Cody Dunbar for calling me out on a 
misinformation mm-hmm. that I was so convicted by. That I believed it fully because I just, she was so confident. And, um, and I make mistakes all the time. Oh, I do too. And I've been meaning to like, oh, I have one I have to correct too. And it is from literally the like second or third episode. Well, apparently, and I can't remember the context and what we, why we were talking about Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. A second. But I went on a whole long thing about how the third one was called Mighty Ducks 3D and how that was funny because we didn't have 3D technology back then. Which we did, but it was like the blue-red glasses thing. It wasn't so it real was shitty. 3D. Or it was at like Universal Studios and that was the only <laughs> thing available to us. But apparently while Cody was listening, he was laughing his ass off because he knew that I was wrong because it's Mighty Ducks D3. D3. <laughs> When he told me that, I died. I was like, oh my God, he's right. I did, because you said it was so much conviction. And for so long. I just thought, well, the bitch can skate. So, so <laughs> sounds she's right. She's skating. She's skating. All right. Um, what's anyway, yours? Mine was from episode two when I did She Devil. Okay. And I, and this, it, I, and it, this is really stupid that this has bothered me so much. But ever since I heard the recording and I posted it and didn't think about uh, correcting it, it's I didn't say the correct protagonist antagonist. I called, um, I think I called, uh, I'm telling you, it's stupid. I called Roseanne's character, I think, the antagonist She's and the not prota- the protagonist. Yeah. I don't remember that, but okay. And it yeah. bothered me forever because I felt like I sounded like an idiot. And I was like, Brian is really not that serious. Why are you letting this bother Well, I did feel like an idiot. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> that was an easy mistake to make. That I mean, mine was too. Mine's nothing, but neither of them are anything. I No, I, it really, honestly, I, I, it did not occur to me. I would have corrected you had it occurred to me. <laughs> I would have been like, girl, it's D3. And then I would have made fun of you like for a good minute. In the episode, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Mighty Ducks D3 sounds like the porno version of Mighty Ducks 3D. It sounds like the dick times three. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It sounds like the spoof. I like Mighty D3. (laughs) The third installment. I like Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. Now that. (laughs) It's got Charlize Theron. Yeah, they're together. Her and Joe Young. Yeah. And he's mighty. Ooh, that's Ooh. the mighty D, girl. That's the mighty D, girl. <laughs> that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Bestiality is a form of love. I've already gotten feel... it. I'm checking my email right now. I've already gotten a leather letter. She's gotten leather. I've gotten a letter from Charlize Theron's people saying, please do not insinuate that Miss Theron is into bestiality. Mm. So we apologize. We did not insinuate. We outright claimed it. Anyway, so we're actually going to do a different thing we're doing, Thelma and Louise, whether we're talking about that or not. Um, All right, let's get started. Okay. Um, I just have a bunch of bullet points. Same. I actually just, my method was I watched the movie and I literally, throughout the movie, wrote down things I thought about. Me too. (laughs) That's exactly what I did. I just wrote down, oh, that was funny when that girl, like, looked like this at the camera or something. Like, it's just obscure shit I like. Exactly what I did. Because Because at this point, everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. Yeah. All I can give is my perspective of it. 
And my perspective shouldn't be such a... And then they went on a road trip. Yeah. I, <laughs> exactly. Because that's silly. Everybody it's, knows they went on a road trip, girl. It's, it's the whole movie is the road trip. That's it. It's a road trip. So There's um, like maybe five minutes of being at their house and at the job talking about going on a road trip. Yeah. But from a personal point of view, I would like to start off and just say, I cannot tell anyone how many times I've seen this movie Mm -hmm. from such a young impressionable age Mm -hmm. it influenced my entire life but I do have a funny story about as an adult one day I was watching it probably in my early 20s sitting at my mom's house my brother came over and um I was watching it I think it was at a moment when I was mad at him and not talking to him which could be I mean is it Tuesday or something (laughs) and um (laughs) and or maybe he just made me mad and I quit talking to him after he said this, but... And he's he's not this kind of person anymore, mm-hmm. so I appreciate his growth. Mm-hmm. But I was watching Thelma and Louise, and I went downstairs because he was upstairs, and I, I don't know if I was trying to get away from him or something. But he, he tells my mom, and I guess my mom tells me, that he said, man, Jenny watches this movie a lot. Maybe that's why she hates men. And I was just like, nope, that's just why I hate you. <laughs> and I just thought, you don't get it. Mm-mm. You don't get it. I, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, there is, uh, I, we don't hate men, but there is a level of uh, oppressor, oppressee. Well, there's a level <laughs> of, like, disgust and... And I mean, and it's not like just like a and like an individual man or or you know it's it's manhood it, in it's, general. It's masculine. It's the toxic masculinity. Yeah. It's the it's the man mentality. It's the generic blanket that mm-hmm. a lot of men walk around under, and mm-hmm. they use it as their shield. Yeah, and it's the ones that fit the bill. Yeah, that, that we. It, it's not because you're standing there and you're a man. I hate you. That's no. not it. But. But yes, I do have a lot of anger and a lot of hatred towards men in general a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something it's hard it's, not to have. It's not the man, it's the male behavior. Yes, yes. It's the male mentality mm-hmm. and the entitlement. Yeah. And, and, and anyway, no, I totally yeah. get what you mean. I totally but anywho, I just was like, man, I just, I wish more men would watch this movie because maybe they could grasp a little bit more of like, what it's like when we get pushed to the edge. I feel like they would never get it even then. You're right. I just, but I mean, you but know. But as a movie that probably so men think is a chick flick, it's got murder. It's got car chases. It's got action. It's got guns. I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty badass. It's very badass, you know, and it's got double voluntary suicide at the end. Spoiler alert. alert. If you don't know them bitches drive off the cliff, then honey, you ain't seen this shit, and that's just too bad. <laughs> I also always go to Blockbuster. I also always thought this movie was based on a true story, which I don't think it is. No, it's not. But I feel like my mom would tell me that all the time, and mm. I don't know why. And so, as a kid, when I would watch them drive off the cliff on the end, I'm like, man, I wonder if the real film on the ways are just like watching this in jail right now, and they're like, we didn't do that. <laughs> We're in jail. And, you know, to find out that it isn't a true story probably was so disappointing. Oh, it was. Oh, Because I, I thought been, they were real. It would have been crippling. Because my mom would tell me that they were real, but they never drove off the cliff. They actually just got arrested and went to jail. 
Um, that was probably your mom trying to make sure you didn't get in some of that stuff because she knew that was preventative. Care. Jenny obsession is a real serious thing, <laughs> and it's deep. <laughs> and go, oh shit, she's loving this Thelma Louise shit. She's gonna find her girl and be best friends with her, and then, man, we're from Arkansas. It's just already written. Yeah, and I didn't realize until the other day that it was in Arkansas. You know, and I. I feel like I knew that. And then I saw so many signs this last time when yes. I watched it that I was like, it was right in front of my face. Yes. Every license plate says Arkansas Ex- on it. I know. <laughs> the The cops always say Arkansas State, State Police. Exactly. And it never even... <laughs> it didn't me either it, on, until Hunter said it. I said, maybe they're in Tennessee. I don't know where they are. Their country, that's for damn sure. Yeah. I don't know where... I always thought it was Oklahoma, but the reason I thought that... Because they were in Oklahoma City for went, so long. They went to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's yeah. why I thought that. But I've always thought Oklahoma, like since I've ever, ever known of the movie. Yeah. But you're right. There are a thousand <laughs> things that say mm-hmm. it's in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. When she says, when she calls Jimmy. Yeah. She's, and Jimmy's like, where are you? She goes, I'm in deep shit Arkansas. Well, she said, I'm in deep shit Deep shit Arkansas. <laughs> and I was like, that's cute. But That's actually a real town. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. By, it's outside Stuttgart. By Possum Poot. It's Rooster Pootin. Mm-hmm, and that's that no, it's Rooster Poot, and that's a real town. No, I know that. Oh, that's right. It is Rooster Poot, you're right. The Rooster Poot is a real town. I in couldn't Arkansas. think of it. I was trying to think of it and say it. Um But that is a real town. So Well, that was a cute story. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Do you have any cute stories? Um I mean, as far as Thelma and Louise, no, I mean I don't really have anything related to it no i don't think okay i just have so many things like i've seen it tons and tons of times now when i watched it this time i have not watched it in a very very long time Mm -hmm. i was very much obsessed with this movie um just because i thought you know just the transition throughout you know which i don't want to get too into that because i wrote a lot of notes about that but Mm -hmm. uh just just you know just as women deciding and making a change and, and following through with that. Yeah. And then realizing how freeing that is. That yeah. that I think I see that now and can put that into words now, but I wouldn't have known how to phrase that when I was younger. Yeah, as a child watching this, especially, you kind of simplify things and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, they were nice but now they're not. Mm-hmm. Or oh they were they were um they were level headed but then they went crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Exactly. But yeah. then when you're watching it as an adult woman who has probably gone through similar things that what they were going through, you're like, oh, no, this was, like, such a rite of passage. This is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very, it's each thing. Yeah. I watched it this time, and I watched I watched their faces, like, their expressions. Oh, I know. Um, eat like, was, particularly, like, while they weren't talking about something. There's so many good silent parts of this mm-hmm. movie with just, like, good soundtrack music. Yeah. And then you just, you have to focus in on all the hurt, mm-hmm. all the pain, and all of them letting go of that. And it's all in their face. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I identified so much with the silent parts probably more than anything in the movie because I sit and I think about how many times... I've just sat and, like, allowed myself to think, but not, not like, I don't mean, like, racing thought or anything like that. I just no. mean, like, just sitting there and absorbing the moment of, or the, the largeness 
or of whatever's going on. And because like how I'm feeling right then, like actually identifying how I'm feeling in a moment. Yeah. I mean, in particularly like when uh, I was so miserable in my job um, before, you know, a year ago or more now. Uh, and for many years, but that that's one particular time in my life that I remember stopping so many times and, and looking a lot like they looked mm-hmm. and granted I hadn't murdered anybody and I hadn't robbed anyone with guns and I hadn't shot at people and I hadn't, that, those are extreme mm-hmm. situations yeah. th- that uh, a result of feeling a lot of those ways, yeah. things like that can happen because I mean, passion, crimes of passion occur. Because, I mean, that is what that was. I mean, it technically was kind of a crime of passion where it, it but it was, it was a miss, it was a, um, sorry, um, a projected one where yeah. like Louise was, you know, committing this crime based on her own experiences. Mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of a crime of passion in a yeah. way. Cause we, anyway, but, uh, I, you know, I haven't done those things necessarily, but I have gotten to where I felt unhinged. You've gotten to where you felt you could. Well, in theory, (laughs) yes, I have felt very, very angry. Because when Louise commits that murder, Mm -hmm. we never really think about, like, or maybe we do, but we never really say, gosh, I can't believe she did that. Oh, no. You go, I can totally believe she did that. Yeah, I get it. I'd want to do that, too. Sure. If sure. I saw someone raping my best friend and had never dealt with my own rape. Yeah. Yeah, I might fucking kill somebody. And, and what's so and, and not to jump to that because it's pretty mm-hmm. it's early on in the movie anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's fine to start there a little bit, but we yeah. can we can backtrack some too. But Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like I look at she gave him so many chances. Mhm. And like was like, look, you know, granted, I wanted to kill you the first second, but I was being the level-headed one to mm-hmm. say, I'm only just pointing this at you to get you to stop what you're doing. Yeah. But if you want to antagonize me beyond where I'm already filled mm-hmm. with anger She and actually fury, gave him a lot of chances. She did. And he blew it. And when that, that switch flipped and said, you know what? There was a little tiny, tiny percentage of me that still cared about what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you made that all disappear. And now you're dead. I don't care anymore. And you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> but let's start at the beginning, shall you're we? You're right. Let's, let's get to it. But, um, but yeah, it just, it reminds me of, you know, when we watch shows like Orange is the New Black or any kind of prison show with women, we see these women who just who aren't these evil criminals that society tries to make them out to be. Right. They're women who made a mistake because they got fucked over so many fucking times. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like, I never feel like Louise is a murderer or a bad no. person. No. She did what maybe a She's lot a of us... She's a woman who killed someone. Yeah. That's, she that's, did what a lot of us would have done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a different... There's, there's only so much that a person, gender, mm-hmm. out, of, out of the equation so much a person can withstand yeah emotionally physically or otherwise yeah um and we all have that breaking point there's none of us that are above 
doing anything. Yeah. Any choice or being in any situation, whether it be being abused. There's so many people that say, oh, I would never let anybody do that to me. And I'm like, honey, that's not true. You you don't. That's he, out of your circumstance. That's out of your control. He, they, I'm sorry, not he, I apologize. The person that is the abuser, they don't start off that way. Mm-mm. They're not going to get you by hitting you the first day. No. Then you're going to be like, eh, I don't want that. They're going to they're going to court you and try to get you in there. And then yeah. when they're going to make you so unsure of yourself that you start to second guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe I did this and maybe I caused this. And that's when they know. Oh, okay. I got. I can continue on. Yeah. But it's an it's an evolution. It's not something that just. It's called grooming. Yes. Yes. They <laughs> groom you yeah. into what they need you to be. Yeah. So that they can continue their pattern of behavior. And keep you around. But that, that's that's a whole other subject. Yeah. Anyway, so, start from the beginning. So, the beginning is, Louise is a waitress in a diner. That's right. That's what I, based, <laughs> that's what I wrote. I and said, did you write that? Yeah, Louise is a waitress. I put, I wrote literally, Louise is a waitress in a diner. What well, is the opening scene? It's not that crazy that we both wrote I that. I wrote that. That is insane. <laughs> and the next thing I said... I quoted her in saying, smoking ruins your sex drive. And then she goes back and lights and then, up. Yes, exactly. And you know what's funny about that scene? And not to be ageist or whatever, uh-huh. but she goes, aren't you two girls a little young to be smoking? And one of them is young, but then it pans to the other one, and I'm like, she's not. She's probably good to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's so, No, I wrote that too. I said, smoking in the back, because yeah. I was just like, that's hilarious that you could smoke in the back of a restaurant. I know. At one point. No joke. So then Thelma's a housewife. Skip two. Yes, that is correct. Thelma's a housewife. She's got a shitty husband named Daryl. Mm, I think God. I might have called him Hal the other day in the group text, and no one corrected me. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about it. That's, His name that's isn't the, Hal. That's the state police guy. Yes. Well, shitty husband is a damn understatement. Mm-hmm. His name's Daryl. He a car salesman. God. And I'm his pre- name Daryl. Has- his name Daryl. Shout out to Lexi. Yeah. Can Trending. Um, well, Daryl, I mean, it's he's got to be a used car salesman, right? Because, I mean, he's gross and disgusting. I mean, has to be. He's, Typical. He's driving a cute little whatever he is. It's, but then, did you notice when like they're getting... bed or something? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did you notice later when... Thelma is putting her stuff in Louise's car. Um, Louise says something about bringing uh, Thelma's car too, and she goes, that thing can barely make it down the driveway. And I just thought, isn't that fucking fitting that this woman is married to a car salesman and has a piece of shit car because her husband is such a piece of shit, he won't even get her a nice car. Well, I mean, you know, the reason he, she, he does that is because he doesn't ever want her to leave the house. Yeah. If she's got something that can get out of the neighborhood good mm-hmm. enough and, yeah. and troll around everywhere, then he's going to be, she'll do it. Mm-hmm. Because he did probably get the hottest girl in town. He probably, hell yeah, he did. Thelma is smoking. I wrote that down. I wrote gorgeous. She's beautiful <laughs> in every possible way. Yeah. I mean, now granted, like we were discussing uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. And we yeah. were talking about, you know, like for that, that I think, didn't you say she was like 40 at the time or something? Almost, yeah. Yeah. She was 39. 30, oh, okay. I thought it was 37 or something like that. She was, e- she was 40. We'll e- say yeah, 40. either way. She was, she was almost 40 or basically 40. Mm-hmm. And she looked amazing in that movie. Yeah. But um, we were talking about how like gorgeous she was in A League of Their Own. Yeah. But really, I mean, honestly. Thelma. 
Honey, she was beautiful. Because even when she's covered in dirt and wearing that Confederate flag shirt, (laughs) which I was, you know, like, okay, girl. Okay. Um... You're you're cool, but you're still simple. Yes. Uh, simple as a fucking blade of grass. Baby. Simple, baby. But you got gumption, and I like that. I, I like her in the last thirty minutes more than any other time. Oh yeah. Every time before that, she makes me so mad. The whole movie. Oh, I think she's adorable. No, she is adorable. Just I I would have still been her friend. Oh, I would have been her friend. Easy, but I would have talked about her a lot. She is so. I'm like. You make things so difficult. You make things so hard because you do not have a lick of common sense. No. What is wrong with you? Yeah. I would have hurt her feelings. So many times. Anywho. Um, yeah, so Daryl's a shitty car salesman. Um, he... I wanted, this is. I've talked to you about this scene before where Louise has called Thelma... They're planning their trip, mm-hmm. and Thelma's in the kitchen getting Daryl ready for work because yes. she's basically his fucking mother. Yes, and she periodically gets a Snickers bar out of the freezer, takes a bite, and puts it back in. Oh right, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. I, I wrote that down too because I yeah. wanted I wanted to talk to you about and it. And then and she she'll never just sit down and enjoy a Snickers bar. She just lets herself have little tiny bites, mm-hmm. little and, moments, and. And that's, I think, the whole message of Thelma and Louise is, like, if you just eat a whole Snicker bar, maybe these things won't happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah, if you if you just go ahead and allow yourself to, to enjoy in, life. indulge in something, then you'll make it to the next day. Yeah. But if you keep just teasing yourself. With, with little bites. Then, then you're going to never be satisfied enough. Yeah. And that, that that is a very good metaphor on life. It is. You know, there's a lot of things that we do that are self-care, that are frivolous. Yeah. That are important. You can't, I mean, like, Because they know, get us to the next day. Yeah. Because we talk a lot about just being, you know, trying very hard to be good adults mm-hmm. and good grown-ups. And I think that we do well at that. I mean, yeah. I say that. I've seen worse. I've seen a lot worse, a lot worse. I, 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 I am not where I want to be, but I'm much further than I was. I am a lot, I am very proud of myself in many ways. I don't see myself in, in the level that others probably see me and I need to work on that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I do know that we both do work very hard in different yeah. areas. I strive more in, in, things than you do and you strive better in other areas than I do and we compliment each other in that yeah. way and we do well to lift each other up but we've been grown-ups our whole lives well yeah that's fair enough so that's fair enough we were born good at this mm-hmm. that's true <laughs> um so yeah I love I love that scene with the snicker bar because I don't know if they wrote it that way or if it was just something Gina Davis came up with for her character I hope but that's I, it I think it speaks volumes to the person that Thelma is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she has been so caged her whole life yes. by probably her mother, her father, then her husband, because she got married at 18, and then by herself. Yeah. And even by Louise sometimes, because Louise will check her a lot, and like when she's acting to herself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What's next? What do you got? Um. Well, I, I have the nibbling on Snickers bar, and the cute thing that I wrote, not actually related to that is their conversation they were having on the phone Mm -hmm. and it made me just think about every girl best friend group yeah or couple that uh that's going on a trip Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're like she's like what are you packing 
That's yeah. what Thelma says. Uh-huh. And then Louise is like, oh, I'm just bringing everything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Thelma's like, oh, I will too then. <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> and so then next thing you know, it's like she's but, supposed to be asking Daryl to go. And then she's like, this isn't going to work out. And I already mm-hmm. know if I ask him, he's going to ruin my entire vibe. And I'm real ready to be on this trip. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even want to mess with this. So I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. And it was good instinct. I feel like that was a smart choice, but I just thought that was really adorable because then it goes into them packing and she is insanely packing way too much. The sequence of the side-by-side Louise getting ready to go on the trip and Thelma getting ready to go to the trip, I'd never really noticed it that Uh much before until I watched it this time. Yeah. But it's so like um, Thelma's, you know... The kooky one who just, like, doesn't pack anything organized. She just mm-hmm. throws stuff in. And then you go into Louise's apartment, and this bitch is serial killer clean. It is immaculate. It is, like, this bitch is asshole is wound so motherfucking tight. Mm-hmm. And I and never you, thought about that before. Like, And you notice that when Hal, the Arkansas State, or I don't know what to say that, the state mm-hmm. policeman, mm-hmm. he goes in there. He breaks in there, yeah. eventually, with his little whatever card that is. It's a credit card. In which it's like, how many times does that actually work? I, I It does. Yeah, but you mean if the deadbolt's not on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, either way, um, when he does that, and he goes in, and you know, like, the first thing, he takes his finger across the table to see, and like, mm-hmm. he's really noticing. He's like, damn. Th- this bitch is... Immaculate. I can see her killing someone because she's so she's wound so tight, uh-huh. and if the wrong thing or the wrong person, she's gonna does, snap. She'll she's a she's a yeah. snapping type yeah. person. You can even even in the way they present themselves, Susan's character has such a tightly wound bun on her head, and all the shirts the time. are buttoned all, all the, the way, way up. To the neck. Yeah, it's yes. Aesthetic. I never really thought more of. I never really thought about that past the level of aesthetic. And into personality before until yes. I watched it this yes. time. True. Yeah. It, I, I thought about the same because I really I could not take my eyes off of those top buttons because I kept thinking mm-hmm. like, "Damn, Mitch, are you serious with this? This is mm-hmm. so." Well, much. she don't want to look like she's asking for it. Right. Fair enough. That, you're right. That is a very good point. Mm-hmm. Actually, that did not occur to me. I don't know why it didn't, but yeah. Uh, that that and it that's foreshadowing in a way or yeah. leading into she has that mentality of you know this happened to me for whatever reason and maybe I was wearing something kind of loose and I did blame myself mm-hmm. so I'm not going to dress like that anymore mm-hmm. you know but let's it's get a to, survival thing no absolutely but let's get to Thelma's outfit for travel ah. <sighs> Goals. Gorgeous. I love that. It was so cute. I need Mark to make me a, a beautiful ivory skirt mm-hmm. with that denim corset top yes, under it. Yes, with the V down mm-hmm. to the front. Yes, absolutely. We both need those. Yes, it would be so, so cute. cute. And I want it high-waisted. Mm-hmm. And then the denim, we got to find a cute denim jacket to match it. Because we could do like, yeah. all we would have to do is get like a pair of jeans that we really like mm-hmm. and then just cut, cut it them. in the right way. I can really make that shit. Yeah, we but, can make it. But you know, if Mark made it, it would look perfect. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Or even if I had Scott make it, it would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know how to sew denim though, so that's different. You just have to have a different needle. Don't I know. You yeah. do. Well, there's more to it than that, oh, but okay. it's it's a little more complicated, I guess. But maybe Probably. not. Probably. Maybe not. Anyway, but the jacket's super cute too because I like the embellishments on it. Mm-hmm. But the whole outfit is just really, really cute. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have worn those shoes. Those clicky clack shoes, whatever. She's got. Uh, they look I didn't so really uncomfortable. 
Well, she doesn't know no better. She, she doesn't travel. Yeah. She doesn't know the sensibility of traveling no, shoes. No, a, good, a good travel clog. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I got my good travel clogs. Yes. Um, one moment to talk about the Polaroid selfie because it's so iconic. Uh-huh. And it has been recreated so many different times. Yes. And recently it was recreated by the girls from Broad City. Yes, it was super cute. And it was so precious. And then it was recreated by me because I put my face on both of them. And I was in the I was in the Polaroid all by myself. Oh. Double, double. And I used it as my Boy, cover photo for a real long time. Because I, I had two pictures. I had one with makeup that was like really super tacky like Thelma does. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then I had another one where I was very much just like not. It was like just a red lipstick. Uh, or so something. you were you were playing both characters. Oh yes. Okay. Yes, it was very Chloe and Zoe. That <laughs> is very funny, and I don't remember it, but now I want to see it. Yes, I'll show it to you for sure. Okay. I, I love it. Love anyway. It. Oh, Thelma steals her husband's gun. Yes, that's she an does. important detail. That's the next thing I wrote. No, actually, it's her gun. He gave it to her. You're right. I realized that later. I'd forgotten that, but when I wrote that down mm-hmm. as a note, I said, Thelma packs Daryl's gun. Yeah. And then I just simply said, girl. It was her gun You're that he got her. You're asking for trouble. Yeah. You pack a gun, and you think it's because you're, you need protection while you're out, which actually, mm-hmm. in for foresight, mm-hmm. and in hindsight as well, it they was good and it. bad. They it did was, need it. It, w- it can be good and bad because, I mean, you don't want to attract that kind of negative energy. Right. But sometimes negative energy comes looking for you. That's true. Yeah. I am not a gun person. I don't... Th- I, I'll never be the kind of person that carries a gun. I'm but not I do not care if other people want to do that mm-hmm. because this is America mm-hmm. and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. I'm, um, I'm not a gun person just because it's it, it's never really been a thing for me. Yeah. Now, I have several other family members that have been very familiarized with with guns and it's kind of a part of their daily whatever or monthly whatever because they hunt a lot yeah whatever. and i get that and i have handled guns i have shot a gun before mm-hmm. i've done that but it's and i've gone to a shooting range and done it before with, yeah and i'm like i just but it's not my i just don't i don't care like for it. it i shot a gun before too and i just i instantly was like this isn't for me yeah and i mean i'm not gonna say that i'll never do it again or that I'll never find something therapeutic about it, I guess. Yeah. Because I'm sure that that is a, a very, it is probably a good release in a certain way, depending on. Sure. I might discover that along, but for now, and I don't care. And for I appreciate it. that it is a good skill to have when you need it. Yes, indeed. It is, I do. it is smart to know how to at least use one. Mm-hmm. But, but as much as I respect that in others, mm-hmm. I also request a great deal of respect that it isn't something I care for. And I don't want to be around them. I don't want to mm-hmm. see them. They make yeah, me they, very nervous. They do make me very nervous. Um, and it's just because once it's once that trigger's pulled, it can't be unpulled. Yeah. And I think that's what makes me think. It's such a permanent thing. Yes. And I and it, even though I know there's a lot of people out there that are very used to guns and a little more desensitized about them or whatever, I, I get that. And I do understand, like, where you're like, well, it's not that big of a deal. But I'm sorry. For me, it is. For me, it is. For me, it does bother me. And I, like, when I'm watching her put that gun in the suitcase, the very first thing I think is, girl, once it's done, it it can't be undone. That's all I thought about. Yeah. And also the way that she drops it in, how she's holding it, like she's holding like a dead rat. And she yes. just plops it in the bag. She's That's good. what I would do. Yeah. I would be touching the very oh. furthest thing away. Mm. And I, that's so funny when 
to think about. But anyway, I, I, did, I identified yeah. with that, but I wouldn't have packed it to begin with. But I don't know. I but guess she thought she was going to be in the woods in her head. That's she was like, true. what if there's a wild animal? That is true. You're right. I'm thinking of it more of what actually happened, not what they thought that was going to happen. happen. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, well, I, I talked about her outfit. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wrote down all that fucking fishing gear. Yeah. So much stuff. And where did all that end up? Because I'm like, I never saw that shit again. I bet they tossed it at some had point. Had to have. They, it was dead weight. They had to get rid of it. Had to all them tackle boxes. And, yeah. And I was like, girl... Why? Why? Ugh. And the lanterns, just <laughs> in case. And Louise is like, girl, there's electricity there. She's like, well, I need it anyway. Yeah. And actually, that little moment gave me a lot of hope for Thelma, because I was thinking about how she's just like kind of a, a tag along, follow up, you know, like, yeah. like, but whenever that little moment happened and Louise was like, because, you know, Louise is the, is the, is the barker mm-hmm. of the two. Yes. And, um... But the Bob Barker. I thought of that. I did. Thelma was like, you know, she said, we don't need that. Well, she was like, no, I want to take it anyway. She said, just in case, I want to have it. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's got a little spine. You know, maybe, she, maybe she'll, she'll yeah. you know, even though I've seen the movie a thousand times, it's just, but that yeah. little moment made me think of that this time. Well, skip to, they're on the road. Mm-hmm. They're driving, and there's a couple of little parts that I really like. Um, one, when they're talking about how Daryl's a piece of shit. Uh-huh. And Louise has this great line. She goes, well, you get what you settle for. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That spoke volumes mm-hmm. for real. And that's a that's a trend. She says that, mm-hmm. like, a few times. A couple of times. You get what you settle for. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is true. Uh, but one... it was also very introspective, because I think that's... Oh, totally. It, she's projecting... Everyone's just projecting their own shit on other people. She's projecting what she thinks about her own life and her own self, where she's saying, like, I'm real... She's really talking about Louise. Yeah. And what she... she All the things that she has settled, settled for, for. And never actually tried. Yeah. And put herself out there to achieve she anything. She settled for she Jimmy. She settled for mm-hmm. just being a waitress. Uh-huh. She settled... Which, you know, a lot of people love being a waitress. I shouldn't say that that's necessarily something you're settling for. But, but most people don't aspire like aspire to be merely and that, that does sound bad still yeah. a server for their entire life. It's usually yeah. an entry point. Yeah. It's something Now to- there are career waiters who who are in it to win it for the long run. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think you grew up saying, I want to be a waitress when Well, I grew but up. even that fact, if they're career waiters, mm-hmm. there are levels of moving up and forward. Mm-hmm. It's not just the what the, whatever they start doing. Mm-hmm. There are things that occur later. Yeah, on. you aspire to bigger restaurants. Better yes. clientele. Yes. Bigger tips. Exactly. <laughs> better so, benefits. Right. And as long as there is a level of growth, that doesn't matter. But yeah. no one just wants to be a, a diner, diner waitress forever and mm-hmm. never, ever do anything different. I mean, yeah. honey, it's miserable. <laughs> Unless you co-own the restaurant, too. Exactly. And you just like waiting tables. But that brings you back yeah. to that's a level that's yeah. different. Where you're... Yeah, exactly. Now, that so, yeah, it was, she was projecting. You get what you settle for. Yes. <clears throat> um... And then another really cute part I love is when Thelma's pretending to smoke. I wrote that down. And she and she says or what is what does the Louise say? She goes, um she goes, Thelma, what are you doing? Yeah. And she looks She's like, me. I'm smoking. And she looks in the mirror, she goes, Hey, I'm Louise. I'm Louise. I'm Louise. 
<laughs> it was really cute. But so then they're cute. having the conversation about like, oh, when they first, first are on like getting the car and they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, what Daryl say or well, whatever else. And uh, how do you end up letting you go? And she was like, because I never told him. <laughs> And then they're just laughing about it. And then eventually she's like, I left him a note. I know. <laughs> and a TV dinner. Oh, yeah. They panned that eventually where the microwave is open. And the TV dinner is just sitting there with a light on and a beer in front of it. And the note's taped to it. Yeah. Which is in uh, is indicative of the fact that he didn't come home that night. No, he And did it not. is further explaining that he's already been fucking around with a bunch of girls. Probably. I thought that they showed that more. I thought that they showed him, like, fucking one of his girls. Oh, uh-uh. But no. they just allude to it. Yeah, yeah. They She talks about it multiple times and yeah. how, you know, like in the beginning where it's like, you know, it's funny on a Friday night where a lot of people need these cars so late. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, look, you don't think that way. He goes, look, I'm the regional manager. <laughs> and you're not. And God, then he, you can do his voice so good. And then he has that long ass thing, the uh, little key thing, and he twists it around. God. Transfixed and transported. You sounded just like a... I'm going to be Daryl on NPR. I'm going to do that. Look, you're not regional manager. It's almost like I have a King of the Hilly sound, too. Yeah, a little bit. It's so... <laughs> and it's funny when Hal is interacting with him at any time, and he sees... The kind of man he is. Yeah, like Harvey Keitel plays um, Hal mm-hmm. in, in this. And he sees the humor and the absurdity of Daryl. Yeah. And he appreciates what he's looking at. Mm-hmm. And he's like... I've seen a thousand of you. I don't yeah. know exactly what I'm You are a man-child who has had a woman take care of you your whole life. Yeah. And now you are literally busting at the seams because there's no one here to feed you mm-hmm. and do your fucking laundry. Yeah. And you don't even know what to do with yourself. He is the epitome of prick. Yeah. That is what he. That is what Daryl is. Yeah. Pure, that, anyway. <laughs> Fuck Daryl. Anyways. Yes, indeed. So, um... They God just, damn it! Bobby. <laughs> Anywho, he's he's he sounds like Hank Hill. He he does have a little Hank Hill. Well, Hank Hill's Hank Hill was like no, he sounds like one of the neighbors or something. Hank Hill was a lot more like like I thought he was a lot more like soft spoken. No, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Well. I mean, Hank is a little soft. Well, it doesn't matter. The one that yells more is like the, the skinny one that lives across the street. But he's, he sounds way more high-pitched. You're right, yeah. Either way. It doesn't matter. So they stop at a little honky-tonk to have a little fun against Louise's better judgment. Uh-huh. But because Thelma wants to have a, va- a real vacation. She's like, I never get to do this. I don't get to do yeah. anything like this. And yeah. She's like, you're right. That's true. Okay, well, we'll stop for a little bit, but yeah. have a couple of drinks or something and be done. Yeah. So they stop at a honky-tonk called... The Silver Bullet. Uh-huh. And we were just talking about before we started recording. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'd posted on our Instagram, because, um, you know, uh, Coors Light is the the perfect trashy beer. Yeah. And it is what uh, Tess McGill drinks on the ferry mm-hmm. on her way back from... And, and Working Girl. Before she sees Mick cheating on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm sure she already knew for a long time, but it finally confirmed it. Nevertheless. Yeah. Um, and then you get what you settle for. You get what you settle for. Now yeah. that shit's true in that situation. Mm-hmm. Him wanting to buy a boat is not enough. And then what did she say later? I will not settle. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know if that's verbatim. I don't remember the quote, <laughs> but I know it, I appreciate it. But uh, I have that mirror up there, and it has it's called Silver Bullet. And Jenny commented 
that, oh my God, that's the name of the little honky-tonk place. Mm-hmm. That has multiple uses. Yeah. That is that is the official feature film yeah. picture. Tess McGill, <laughs> Thelma Louise? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. So, yeah, they stop at the Silver Bullet uh, to have a few drinks, a few Still laughs. in Arkansas at the time. Yeah, they're still in Arkansas. They haven't gotten much further they're out of... They're close... To the state line, but they're not. Yeah. They're not there yet. Which is, which is probably, are they like corner Texarkana type? I wouldn't think so because she wouldn't want to get that close to Texas. She hates Texas. No, so much. she would never go near Texarkana. So they're going. More no, they're toward going like northern Fayetteville corner area. Yeah, uh, up like uh, going toward Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I got you. So um, this is actually when they walk in. This is when Louise mentions <coughs> Texas for the first time. She goes, "I haven't seen a place like this since Texas." Yeah, since I left Texas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the first time she kind of alludes to mm-hmm. something happened in Texas, or that um, at least she lived there for a period of time and has ties with it, or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and it is a straight up honky tonk. So I can imagine that she hadn't seen a place like that since Texas. Yeah. It 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 was something. It yeah. was. It's very. It. it Reminded me not not at really of as much, but like the Electric Cowboy or something. But yeah, the Electric Cowboy still has a lot more city to it. It's not. Yeah, it's not it was of, very Electric Cowboy. Electric Cowboy is not like real for real deal, like honky tonk type thing. It has the aesthetic. It looks as if it's attempting, but it's not quite that. Right. It still has a little. Anyway, the this place. Um, they walk in. Mm-hmm. They get a table. Mm-hmm. Cute little waitress there. Love that shirt she's wearing with the fringe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Thelma, Louise first goes, no, we don't need anything. Which I'm like, bitch, you're a waitress. You don't sit at a waitress's table and not order something. Right. You know, that's one thing I noticed as a trend throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And I've learned this from you more than anybody. But that, because uh, I've never waited tables before, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know enough other than from the customer's point of view. Mm-hmm. But I'm still a very courteous person, so yes. I do well enough. But because um, I care about people serving me, and they're, I think this is important. But Louise, it's like as a server, she doesn't really treat her any server in the entire film all that well to me. I mean, she tipped well. Yeah, she does mention later she left me a huge tip. Yeah, and I love the way she says I it. I do too. <laughs> Well, you know, she's flirting she's with like, Hal. Well, she is flirting with Hal. But the way that she's like, those girls weren't the murdering time. She left me a huge tip. <laughs> I was like, well, girl, that don't mean nothing. That don't mean <laughs> shit. That means I want you to like oh, me enough to not snitch But what on that me. waitress says later about... Um, well, they hadn't done it yet. Though, she goes, I'm part. a cocktail waitress in a bar. If that doesn't teach you something about human nature, nothing will. And I was like, you fucking said it, honey. Nail on the head. Because I am a cocktail waitress in a bar. Mm -hmm. And I see that shit all the time. I thought about you immediately. I was like, man, Jenny is probably (laughs) going to have some shit to say about this. But it's true, though. It, it is, is true. It is true. It is true. Um, And I love her. She's so cute. And I, I thought, you know what? She, she really, she had their back. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, like, she didn't really, uh, uh, really, she wasn't, she didn't deal with them as much as one. She didn't know them. They weren't regulars. You know what I mean? It wasn't right. like that. But she recognized enough that, hey, you know, these women, they were cool. They were on the up and up. They were mm-hmm. sweet enough. They were genuine. It wasn't like a... She could read them and be yeah. able to tell kind of the person. She immediately yeah. was like, look, they're good. They're they're fine or whatever else. Yeah. I appreciated that a lot, even though she was wrong. <laughs> but she was only wrong because of a very 
crazy circumstance. Right. Any she was other, only incorrect. She any, wasn't wrong. She was incorrect. Any other circumstance? No, they were not the murdering type. No. Especially Thelma. Yeah. She was right, but she was incorrect about the particular circumstance. Yeah. It did occur. She did kill that person. Yeah. So, Thelma orders wild turkey right off the bat. Uh, yes. With a, which, with a Coke back. With a Coke back. And that's one of my favorite things to say. And I hate it when people don't know what I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like people I work with. Yes. Because I remember when I was working um, at another restaurant a long time ago, and I asked the bartender who was, like, fresh out of bartending school, which means he mm-hmm. knew nothing about nothing. Mm-hmm. I said, I need a Coke back. And he gave me a whole glass of Coke, like a big one with ice in it. And mm-hmm. I said, no, I need a little glass of Coke. Right. It's a Coke back. Yeah. It just means they want to chase it. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. I was like, it's not, it's not intended for a serving drink. It's intended for... A portion that yeah. you're going to use to yeah. chase your shots. Anyways, Whatever. but I love that she said in a Coke bag. Because it know. makes me think, I wonder if Thelma ever worked in a bar or something. But anyways. Or, this is what I thought. Mm-hmm. Because later on, after the crimes have been committed, mm-hmm. or after the, the murder had happened, and um, whatever else, Louise was talking about how... Um, Oh, this is when they were. She was really discussing about going to Mexico, mm-hmm. and she was just like, "Are you gonna, you know, are you gonna flake out on me?" Blah blah. blah. She says, every time we get in trouble, mm-hmm. every time something happens, mm-hmm. every single time <laughs> you flake out, you act like you're gonna plead insanity and be crazy, and then you don't want to be involved at all in it. Yeah. And I'm like, "Damn, bitch! How many times have y'all been in trouble? And what have y'all gotten into before this?" You know, some schoolgirl shit. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I was like, I want to know what happened before. Yeah, that's true. We need the prequel. When y'all were, like, you know, young and good friends and yeah. hanging out. And, like, what did y'all used to do before yeah. all of this shit? But Well, I just think it's funny that she or- ordered wild turkey. Yeah. Because wild turkey has a much higher alcohol content than a lot of other bourbons. Mm-hmm. So she was trying to get fucked up. Yeah, but too much too quick, yeah. too. Well, yeah, we, we saw that. Particular, well, you know, we've all had that that time when we're going out mm-hmm. or we have an opportunity to kind of, you know, uh, let loose and get lit and whatever else. She whatever knew she was on are, a time limit. Whatever the kids are saying. Yeah. And <laughs> she, yeah, she knew she only had... A certain amount of time to get her fun in. Mm-hmm. And so that, but that will be a very, very dangerous, misleading thought process where you will end up overindulging in a short amount of time. Ugh. And then you will make a lot of very poor choices in that frame of time, which is ine- inevitably led up yeah. to what went on. Not, that's not a blaming thing. That's a... Be careful the position you place yourself in because you'll start making choices that will lead to other things occurring. Yeah. And it could be dangerous things. It could be good things. It could You never know what it would be. No. But be aware and be be ready because yeah. it's going to happen. And so it's like, look, girl, you're shooting all these shooters. And... <laughs> Girl, when I notice that all she drinks is little shooters, and I'd never noticed that before. And he was like, "Well, ma'am, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be better for you to buy the economy size?" Oh, uh, uh, I'm good. She likes her little shooters just like we do. I know. We only we only drink out of three inch bottles, y'all. Yeah, three inch, (laughs) which is not true. No, but but we, we love to. We buy the economy size plenty, but when we when we need our shooters, we get our shooters. We get our shooters. And we ain't going to tell y'all our secrets. No. So don't ask. No, you ain't going to know. Don't, don't ask. Ask me the questions, I'll tell you the lies. lies. <laughs> Same. 
at the same place, same store. That was cute. Whatever she said oh, that too. Oh. No, she goes. That's same for me. No, or something. Jimmy says, "Ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies." Thelma goes, "Well, that goes double for me." That's it. Yeah, that's it. That was it. Thank you. That's better. That goes double for me. She was like, "That's a good answer." That goes double for me. It was cute. Okay. Well, do you want to wrap up part one and start a part two? How long have we gone on? An hour. Okay. Um. Because we we can start part two with um. The murder! Yeah, we could get into that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's Thelma and Louise part one. Mm-hmm. Tune in to part two for the rest of the story. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, you've never watched this and you've never heard it, mm-hmm. and we're spinning yarns. And next episode, when you come in, there's going to be quite the development in the plot. Yes, it twists. And not only that, it turns. <laughs> and there. <laughs> There are just so many things that happen that you're going to be like, which way's up and then which way's down? Who's the top? Who's the bottom? Power or not. Verse? Verse. There's so, you know, I don't know. I'm going to let it unfold itself. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye.